back to our WFUV studios here in the Bronx. Mac Rosenberg, glad to be joined in studio as I am at the beginning of every month by Fordham Athletic Director David Roach. Dave, good to talk to you. How's everything? Great to be here, Mac. It's uh, exciting time here at Fordham. Things are really going well this fall and uh, probably is about as well as you could expect in football and uh, other sports are doing well, so it's an exciting time. Absolutely. And first of all, Dave, you celebrated one year here at Fordham as the athletic director yesterday, so congratulations. No, thank you very much. I guess people won't introduce me as the new athletic director now. No, I, I think it's safe It's safe that you're you're just the athletic director. <laughs> no, that's great. We are, uh, we're almost halfway through the fall semester, so what have you been up to and what's on the agenda for October? Well, you know, we've been trying to this summer kind of lay out the plans for the full year and everything and our promotions and marketing and everything that we're trying to do. Uh, obviously, football has been going real well. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that. But in terms of what I've been trying to do, one of the things that we've done is I've worked uh, kind of significantly with the A-10, kind of working on uh, the A-10 regional basketball package. Um, the A-10 has cut a deal with SNY uh, to be the regional network uh and that will be the official announcement will come soon. Uh, we're going to piggyback on that, and we're going to have uh, eight games that we're going to produce to put on SNY. So we'll have 11 games on SNY. And then also between the national package and some other games that are going to be on, men's basketball will have 17 or 18 games that we know of right now on TV. So a lot of work going into that. Uh, also a lot of work. We started the Leadership Academy for our student-athletes, which is really exciting. Uh, with two different groups, emerging leaders and veteran leaders. Uh, and as you know, we changed the web page. Uh, Front Row Marketing is doing a great job getting our sponsorship program going. So there's a lot of different things going on besides the usual working with coaches and student-athletes and talking about our programs. That's great news about uh, about the uh, TV deal there for the Atlantic 10. Is that, uh, that going to be more than just basketball? No, that's primarily basketball. Okay, primarily and basketball. From my point of view, it'll work out really well because with the A-10 tournament being in Barclays, right. it's kind of a natural to be on you know, uh, SNY, and they'll promote the A-10 package. They'll promote the tournament and all that stuff. So it's, it's really exciting uh, things that are going on right now. And obviously we have to talk about the football team, a historic start to the season. Uh, you've been at some pretty good football programs in your past. What stands out to you uh, about this team, and what does it mean you know, for this university, the way it's kind of brought everybody together yeah. this fall? I think the thing that comes most to my mind is when I look at Coach Joe Moorhead, I see a guy who really gets it, and probably most importantly, the kids really have bought in to Coach Moorhead and what he's trying to accomplish. And if you go to practice or you travel with them or anything, you see that they hang on his every word. They've bought into his vision. And really what he's done is, and my favorite saying is, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And those guys trust him. They know that he cares about them. So he's taken a group of young men and really molded them into a team. You know, everybody talks about chemistry and everything, and I think we've got great chemistry. But we've got phenomenal coaching and a great staff, and they believe in what he says is going to happen and what they need to do to get there, and they prepare real well. So it's really exciting. And, uh, you know, when you're 5-0, and first time since 1988, and you're going to be on national TV against Lehigh, a team that has, as you know, done real well in the Patriot League over the last five, six, seven years, uh, it's a buildup all week long, and people are excited and it's certainly a lot better than the alternative. And, um, you know, standing room only for the for the game and everything. So it's exciting. 
and, and something that I'm sure hasn't been done in a long time is a sellout at Jack Coffey Field. And football is a sport that, you know, many here at Fordham didn't really pay attention to much before Joe Moore had got here. Uh, you know, they weren't winning very much. How good does it, you know, make you feel to know how quickly things have been able to turn around, uh, culminating in a, a day like today? Now, it just shows, as I said, when you have the right coach, the right, right time, things really gel. And for me, it was terrific when I look back at started a little bit with the URI game and then certainly the Villanova game to see our students, uh, great turnout right. there at the end of the game, chanting, cheering the team Student on. Student presence, yeah. Same thing with Columbia. I mean, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the Columbia game, they were chanted, chanting undefeated and everything. And it just shows that when you win, our students will rally behind it, and it's exciting. Now, one of the things that we've talked about before is playing an FBS school, which Fordham did in September. They beat Temple on the road. Uh, my question, and also one of our emailer questions, comes from James Garvey, uh, and he asks, which Division One A teams will Fordham play in upcoming seasons? And, and my question kind of goes off that. How much respect does uh, beating an FBS school give, on the road, no less, give this program? And, and then what does it mean, obviously, for the future of FBS opponents? I mean, it certainly got everybody's attention. Yeah. I mean, I walked out of Lincoln Financial Field, and I probably had 25 text messages from friends and alumni and people kind of saying, this is unbelievable. We watched it on ESPN3. And whenever an FCS school goes in and beats an FBS school, and let's keep in mind that the American Conference is still a BCS conference for this year. Uh, It's great publicity, great notoriety, great confidence. But I think the important thing with the Temple game, too, is how we did it. Um, and as you know, we were leading most of the game. Temple came back, uh, got a lead on us, uh, 29-23. We get the ball with four and a half minutes left and march 70 yards or whatever it was to score with four seconds left. Uh, great way to do it. Um, so it really does get a lot of attention, and especially this year because of some of the other FCS wins over FBS. Right. And coming up, we're going to play uh, – uh, Army twice and Navy once in the next uh, four or five years, and then working on some other games also. And uh, let's talk a little bit about more about Jack Coffee Field because we talked about it last time we spoke, um, and, and you told me that there weren't really any immediate plans for anything. Um, has that changed? Because people are still wondering. A couple of emailer questions: uh, Christopher Cole, uh, class of, CBA class of '93, and uh, John. Uh, Salvatore, class of '95, they they want to know about any any kind of changes in stadium, you know, modifications that could be coming to Jack Coffee Field. I mean, first of all, next summer we're going to uh, resurface the field, uh, put in new field turf, and that'll cost uh, close to about three million dollars to do the whole complex because it includes baseball and everything. And then we've also started to look into what it would take to drive uh, bleachers out on the visiting side. And we would probably want to put about 1,200 or 1,500 seats on that side, which we could certainly use today. Uh, but there's a way to do it. There's companies that do it. And we would essentially rent uh, 1,200, 1,500 seats, drive them out for the game, drive them off because, as you know, we play fall baseball there and everything. Mm. So those are some of the things. Then you want to kind of start looking at some of the little nuances in the stadium and everything just to make it look better and everything. Absolutely. And uh, shifting to basketball now, uh, both men's and women's squads had their first official practices of the season this past week, and that's because of a new NCAA rule saying you can begin practice for a season 30 days or 40 days uh, before the first game, and you can have 30 practices in those 40 days. Your thoughts on that rule change? And I think it's great. I mean, uh, this day and age, no matter what the sport is, uh, our student-athletes that come to Fordham have been playing their sport uh, for many years. 
Uh, they've made the decision to be, you know, focus on that one sport. Uh, they want to play. Mm. And I think it does help, too, when the coaches are able to work with their student-athletes, build that reputation, a rapport, I mean, and be able to say to them on a daily basis, how's class going today? How are things going? Uh, work on the little things that you want to work on without the pressure of, hey, we're getting ready to play right. St. Joe's tomorrow. Uh, so it gives them that opportunity to do those things, and it spreads it out a little bit. Uh, and I think it's a great way to do it. And to do 30 practices in 40 days before the first game uh, is really a great way. I mean, I used to be at some schools that had ice hockey. And the way ice hockey is in collegiate level, you could start practice one day and play your first game the next day. Wow. So there's phenomenal pressure on the skilled sessions and what people used to call captain's practices to try and get ready. So I think the way basketball does it is a really sane way and a great way for our student-athletes. And Bill from uh, Fordham College, class of 71, wants to know if you can give us an update on the eligibility status of uh, the freshman basketball players. Well, there's a couple of things that we're working through, and we'll know pretty soon. And kind of based off of that, we may decide uh, it's probably in the best interest maybe of – you know, some student-athletes to redshirt for a year, hmm. uh, which from my perspective, uh, then they're here five years. Right. Gives them time to mature physically and adapt and also to adapt academically. So we'll just kind of play it by ear and see what happens, and uh, some of those things will be resolved soon. Of course. And um, I want to talk about soccer now. Uh, the men's and women's season's well underway. The women had a tough loss in double overtime to LaSalle yesterday. The men uh, won the Battle of the Bronx this week against Manhattan. How have both teams looked to you when you've seen them? They've, uh, I mean, last night's game with LaSalle for the women was, you know, you hate to say it was a great game, but we played really, really well mm. against the defending A-10 champions, and I think they're 9-2-1. and one. A heartbreaking loss to have uh, LaSalle score in the second overtime. Uh, but we're playing really well. We're obviously playing really well defensively, and we've proved, improved quite a bit through the season. Men are a little bit banged up, and it's good that we have St. Louis, uh, I believe, in uh, six or seven days, uh, time to kind of recover. Uh, but we're going to have everybody back uh, except for one of our student-athletes who is out for the year. Um, but we'll probably be healthier than we've been, and it'll be great to start A-10 play. I want to talk softball for a moment because the team made some news this week. They added uh, uh, Jim McGowan to the staff. He coached at uh, Bayshore High School in Long Island for almost 30 years, had a lot of success there. What do you know about Jim and uh, what he can bring to this team? Well, I think Jim brings uh, a lot of experience. And besides the high school softball, also coached club softball or team softball and everything. Uh, So he brings a lot of experience uh, in being a, a high school teacher and coach, has worked with uh, young adults and everything and has that experience. So I think he'll bring a lot to our program, a little bit different perspective, a little bit more experience and everything. So we're looking forward to what we think is going to be another great season. We host the A-10 championships uh, here at Rose Hill, so it'll be great. It should be fun. And uh, we've talked about sponsorships. I know you kind of alluded to it a little before, obviously, with the new new partnership with Sidearm for the website. Um, But uh, do you have any more news as far as sponsorships in the athletic department go, some of the strides uh, maybe that have been made, any new developments there? Yeah, our goal for the year in sponsorships is essentially about five or six times what it's been in the past. And we've already exceeded what we've done in past years just in the last three or four months. Uh, got some great offers on the table. Uh, we're doing some really good things. And for me, 
uh, what that will allow us to do is give us more revenue to do great things for sure. student athletes. So Front Row Marketing has done a great job with that. Uh, we've signed a new three-year deal with Nike uh, to be our uh, apparel provider for all of our programs. We've also signed a deal with Lids to be our online apparel provider. So in about four weeks, that'll be up and running on the website. And you or anybody can go on the website and say, I saw Dave Roach wearing a Nike sweater vest, and I want to get one like that. <laughs> and you can go on there and buy it. Uh, but the good thing is you can go on there, and if my son or daughter play tennis mm. or they swim or play squash, I could go on there and get the exact same thing with that sport on there. Uh, so it's a great way to be able to reach out to our alums, parents, and supporters that want to wear our gear. And you mentioned, uh, final question, you mentioned a little while ago the new leadership program that you're creating with the student-athletes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we started this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we have about 70 student-athletes in our leadership academy, which is run by Greg Shelley, who's a sports psychologist from Ithaca College. And he'll come here six times a year, and essentially what he'll do is on Sunday nights, He'll work an hour and a half with our emerging leaders, an hour and a half with our veteran leaders, work with our coaches the next morning. Hmm. And what it's all about is we ask people to be leaders, but they really have never been taught how to be a leader. So the emerging leaders, the focus is on being leaders by example. And Greg Shelley would say to them that you've got to be the hardest working person on the team. And you just work hard and you'll be a leader by example. And then you take them from that to being what we would call a vocal leader. Hmm. And where you, in this day and age, it's tough to say to one of your peers and teammates, yeah. hey, you know, Jim, you killed us today. You really weren't practicing very hard. What's going on? Right. Or as I say on Saturday night, put your arm around the teammate and say, I'm taking you back to the dorm before you do something stupid. Yeah. And that's tough to do for a, a college-age uh, student-athlete. So. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm sure people are definitely learning a lot about that. Uh, he is Fordham Athletic Director David Roach joining us in his monthly spot. As always, Dave, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you, and uh, looking forward to the, some great things coming up. Absolutely. Good? Great. That's good. No, thank you for doing this. Thank you.